the teachings we are embarking on are teachings number one that have depth in themselves number two there are teachings that are not mere teachings for one to to know but there are teachings which must be applicable in one's life. It's very important. In other words, if you are going to take time to ponder and reflect on these teachings and tell yourself, say, I want to be what the word says, there will be a big transformation in your approach to issues of life. So we continue on our major subject, which is believers' authority. And last week, for some of you who were there, you heard me give you a picture of what that entails. I said, in what we are learning, the bigger picture is, or should be, seeing yourself as God wants to see you. Say amen to that. Amen. Let's say it together. Amen. Seeing yourself as God wants to see you. Let's say it again. So, how would you put it in perspective, in your own words? Seeing yourself as God wants to see you. How would you put it? Perspective. You can try. Let's look. In reflecting the image of God in life. Reflecting the image of God? Uh -huh. Somebody else? So, in short, what is God saying about you? I hope you're catching what I'm saying. What is God saying about you? If you can catch that, then you should be willing accept this is how God wants you to be. And when you accept that this is how God wants me to be, you must believe it will be like that. Say amen. amen. I hope you're catching something from there. If you're going to be a child of God, in the context of what we've been saying, created in his image, according to his likeness, Listen to me very carefully. You must zero down to a point or a level where you are saying, this is what God wants me to be, and so shall it be. <coughs> I repeat, if you are going to be, I will be weak, now go far, to be a believer, you must zero down to a point where you are saying, I can't be a believer, and live a life of unbelieving. <laughs> Hello. You can't be a believer. You can't say I'm a Christian. And a Christian, I'm quick also to go further because we are going to come to those things, who is a Christ-like person, but live the opposite of what Christ is like. That's why the bigger picture, which is a summary of all what I'm teaching is 
seeing yourself as God wants to see you. Hello. Meaning, in whatever circumstances, it's not the issue which is before you. It's what God says you are, sees you to be. That's what matters. That's why the Hebrew boys, when they were faced with death in the fire, you know what they did? They saw themselves as God would want them to be. And what happened? The fire became a fan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can zero down to that level in your life, poverty will expire from you. Sickness will surrender from you. Disappointment will be history in the name of Jesus. So we began by talking about, number one, say God and his creation. So I, was, I started by telling you, what about his creation? And we, zero, we went further to say, under God and his creation, we looked at it made in his image. Amen? Made what? In his image. And we looked at that one very critically. And according to his likeness. Isn't it? So there's an image and there's what to do. Then uh, the other week, which was last week I think, we went further to look at the God-given divine authority while you are in the flesh. Meaning to say, even when you are in this flesh, there's something divine about you. Hello. There's what? Something divine about you. Something out of this world. I remember one of the scriptures I gave you was the secondary Corinthians chapter 10. You remember? Where Paul brings out clearly, he, I think he's addressing the devil. <laughs> I think he's addressing, I don't know who was addressing him. But he says, verse 3, he says, for though we walk in the flesh. Eh? So he's, he says, you see me in the flesh, but there's something divine about me. Hello. So he says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. Eh? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Blah, 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 and blah, blah, which we, we talked about. Say amen to that. So that's what we looked at. And I didn't give you this scripture. Let me give it to you, which is a scripture we are using, I think, or we, are, we are using last time. Second uh, <coughs> Peter, I didn't give you this to you, but I, I write it down under the same. It says, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, As his divine power has given to us all things, now it talks about divine power, given to us how many things? All things that pertain, now look at here that, that pertain to life and godliness. Eh? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Through the knowledge, meaning, when you have this knowledge of who God is, what he sees you, what he wants you to be. Now hear what he says in verse 4. He says, by which have been given to us all. It has been given to us all. What is that? Now listen to this. By which has been given to us 
exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of what? Of the divine nature. Are we getting that? There are promises God has given you. When you embrace those promises, you begin to apply them. There is a nature that is called divine nature. That begins to exhibit in your life. That begins to show. Hallelujah. It begins to show. It begins to be demonstrated. Why? You stick to the promises. After this, you stick to the promises. Hmm? That through these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So all these talk about that the way God and his creation, when he looks at you, he looks at you who is both in the flesh and where? In the spirit. I should think I gave you this scripture. If I didn't, please write it down. Ephesians chapter 2. Eh? I think I, I talked about this. Ephesians chapter 2. He says, verse 4, But God who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, with which he loved us, now hear what he, what he said. He says, even when we were dead in trespasses, meaning about, when you talk about trespasses, one thing you should hear about is the flesh. It's what? The flesh. Even when we were dead in this flesh, hallelujah, now see the, the divine nature which came. He says, made us alive together with Christ. In that same flesh, you are made what? Alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Verse 6. And he raised us. Mark that. And did he what? He raised us up together. Up together. Hello. He raised us up together and made us <laughs> sit together. Where? Hear this. In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Listen to me. That is not future tense. That is present tense. As you are, you are both here and in heaven. Hello. Why is it possible? Say divine nature. Divine nature. But you are in the flesh. This is what I was talking about. That God, in his wisdom, he said, I'll make man in my image. And that image we have discussed on that one, that this image has to do with the, him being what? Spirit. Isn't it? God is what? Spirit. So that's the image you, which is you. It's not your nose. Some of you have got too, many, too big noses for you to say that you can reflect God if you have to look at it from that. Hmm? You think God has rasta like a Derek like that? For you to say, if it was looking at him, said, I've seen God. Ha! I can run away if it's... Uh, eh? So it means he, the, the image we're talking about here is Derek has what? A spirit. I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope you're catching this. But once he has made you in his image, in the, in, in the, in the, in the likeness of the spirit, he also made you in the flesh. Hello. To do what? To live. Remember what we read in Psalms 115 verse 16. The heavens, even the heavens, 
they are what? Belongs to? But the heir, he has done what? Why has he given to you the earth? Because you still have a body. The body must function. Hallelujah. The body must do what? Function. Where? On earth. I wish you can catch this. If you catch this, the devil is in trouble. You walk with your head high up, knowing that now everything. Paul, when Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens. You know why? He's looking at first at who he is in the spirit. Knitted together with Christ. Hello. Then he, he zeroes down to what Christ did when he was on earth. Because when Christ was on earth, he demonstrated that you are powerful. Hello. Listen to me. The life of Christ is a life of demonstration to a person who is in the flesh. Hello. If Jesus Christ did not come down in the flesh and still be God divinely, then none of us was going to believe that true we can win while we are in this flesh. But Jesus came to demonstrate to you and me that this flesh has a divine nature. Hello. So all this is a picture of you knowing that this flesh must not be a deterrent to you living a victorious life. It must not be a deterrent. This flesh must still be victorious. That's what Paul was saying. Eh? That's what Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Remember that? That's what he was saying. Hmm? We do not wage the war according to the flesh. That's what he was emphasizing on, isn't it? And that's the picture I want you grasp when we come to giving divine authority while it's living in the flesh. So let's go further if we were to make amends. So in going further today, I want us to go further by saying mandated to be in charge. Say mandated. mandated. The word mandated is a very important word. When you are mandated to do something, meaning that's who you are. That's what you should do. You don't need to pray about it. It's part of you. Mandated. Say mandated. Mandated, mandated to be in charge. And we go back to Genesis chapter 1. Hmm? Everything must, must zero down to what God said in the beginning. So he says in verse 26, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness. Now, mandated to be in charge. The last, the part there which, which I'm saying, it says, let them have. Let them have what? Say dominion. dominion. When we talk about dominion, we're talking about some having dominance. Praise the Lord. Amen. Having what? Dominion. You are dominating. You are in charge. So when God was looking at his creation, outside that they are made is in image and likeness, outside that they are in the flesh but with a divine power, he went further to say, let them have what? Dominion. I want them to be in charge. 
and we, 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 we grasp that from what we we, we, we were supposed to read in Psalms, Psalms 115, verse 16. Remember that scripture? So he says, let them have what dominion over the fish of the sea, over the base of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, the part which I'm also interested in there is over all the earth. Mark that. Over all what? The earth. Meaning, the earth, when you look at this earth, God says you must be in charge, isn't it? That's why it says over. The affairs of the earth must be under him, isn't it? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the base of the air, and over, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Over every living thing. Hello. But the point you must not miss or lose in understanding this is this has to do with someone who must be in his image. Hello. Hello. I'll be quick to say this. Who must be a believer? This only applies, I'll repeat, to a person, to an individual who takes up the image of God, who takes up the likeness of God. When this is part of you, all what I've said becomes possible. <coughs> Say amen. amen. Outside that, you are an unbeliever. Hello? Does an unbeliever reflect the image of God? Does he or she? Hello? It don't sound like you know what I'm talking about. Because when we talk about the image of God, we're talking about, like he said, a replica or a photocopy. Over. So God, in his, when he's looked at his creation, the other thing which we have seen is that he wanted this creation to be in charge. Hello? Yes, it's true. When he was looking at his creation, one of the things he looked at is he wants you to be in charge. Like I gave you that, that scripture in Psalms 115. Let's go to it. 115 verse 16. Very simple. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. They did not praise the Lord, nor any who go down into the silence, but will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. So, those who are in his image, he has given the earth. Say amen. amen. Let's go back to also Psalms chapter 8. Chapter 8. Look at this three beginning. It says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers. Now, this is the psalmist now is looking at all these vast things, beautiful things. The moon and the stars which you have ordained. He says, all this greatness. He says, what is man 
that you are mindful of him. Mm. What is man that you are thinking so well of? Now look at this. And the son of man that you visit him. He says, for you have made him. Say I'm the one. I wish you can catch this. Hey, Nigerians know how to catch Revelation. Since for you have made him a little lower than the angels. A little lower than who? Angels. Do you know why he talks about the angels? Do you know why? Do you know why? When he says you have made him a little lower than the angels, why that comparison? Yes, look. <laughs> so when he compares to this man, the, the, the thing which, which confuses him, like, for lack of a better word, is that angels have this divinity of being a spirit. But remember what he said here. You have made him a little... What, no, this voice says, what is man that you are mindful of him? So he says, but I've seen one thing, that in as much as the, uh, these angels which, which have got this divinity in kind of being spirit, but there's something about man a little lower than the angels, meaning because of you are being in the flesh, you're a little bit lower than the angel because of the flesh. Say amen. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. There's something about this man who has the image of God, who has the likeness of God, and see what he says. It has to do with glory and the honor. Receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. I say receive that honor. Amen. Receive that glory. Amen. Now verse 6 is very important. So he says, you have made him to have what? Look at this. Dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things, how many things? Oh. Under his feet. <laughs> he may, in nature, in, in, I don't know how to put it, in, in the kind of being formed, he may not have been a spirit because he's in the flesh than the angel. But there's something about this man. He says, you have made him to be in charge. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, you have made him what? To be in charge. To have dominion over the works of who? Meaning, when God was creating the earth, all these things, at the end he says, man, I'm in, you are in charge of all these things. Are the angels in charge of all these things? No. That's what makes the difference again. You have put all things, how many things? Oh. Under his feet. <laughs> uh, I wish you can get this and run with it. So that in itself shows that you are dangerous. Say amen. No. You are what? Dangerous. You are in charge. You are in charge. You are in charge. You are in charge. You are dangerous. That's why if you reach the stage I'm talking about, you would tell a demon which you can't see physically, stand up! 
The demon through Derek will stand up. Why is it standing up? <laughs> this is what David was talking about. You have made him a little lower than the angels, and yet you have crowned him with what? Glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion. So there's still this divine power. This devil, this demon which is in the spirit can still obey you. Amen. Say amen. amen. Because you carry the image of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray for you. Henceforth, may you begin to show this image. Amen. May you begin to show this, this dominion over everything that God has created. In the name of Jesus, I cancel every lie of the enemy. That will make you be intimidated. Remember, God did not give you the spirit of fear. But he gave you the spirit of what? Of what? And what? And a sound mind. But the devil whispered to you, you are useless to me. All these whispers, tell that devil, whisper to it, you are the one who is useless. You are the one, see, you failed. You tell, you also, you are the one who is going to fail. If only we can reach a stage in our life when we can see God, eh? when we can see ourselves as God wants to see us, we shall be stubborn. We shall have stubborn faith. Hello. When Jesus was telling his, his disciples that if you have faith like a mustard seed, or if you have faith which cannot doubt, he says you tell this mountain, be removed. It sounds very ambiguous, isn't it? You know, it's not easy to comprehend that. Except when you are taught like I'm teaching you. When you get, get this revelation of why I'm teaching you, you know it's possible. Hello? And there we know of people in scripture who experience divine nature. One of them is Moses. He couldn't find his body. Hello? Not only that, he commanded the Red Sea to part. Hello? Not only that, he told manna to, manna to fall. And the man they were eating, he hit the rock and water came out. Hello? I'm giving you the example to show you that there's something divine about you that you must show. That's why they, when those Pharisees and the scribes when they were trying to mock Jesus, when he told them, me, I'm the... Did he tell them, I'm the Messiah, what? I'm the Christ? He says, if you are, are you telling us that you can build this temple in three days? Because <laughs> to them, somebody like that can do that, isn't it? Huh? Oh, you don't know that? They understood that if you are like that, you can do it. The fourth thing which I want you to look at is you've been given divine protection all around you. Hello. In other words, one thing you must gather when you are in this is divine protection. Say amen. Divine what? Divine what? Please write the word divine there. Don't miss the word divine. Divine protection all around. In other words, 
when you are, when God looks at his creation, remember we are still looking at God's creation, isn't it? One of the things, notable things that will come out clearly is divine protection. That's why some of you, you can snore as loudly as who? Who likes snoring here? Joseph. <laughs> oh, I thought that you, you scared me. <laughs> when you snore that loud, hello, meaning you are useless, but the devil can't see. Why? Why can't he see? Hello? Why can't he see? Zachariah chapter 2. You know your wedding counter. Don't talk like you're Catholic. Zachariah chapter 2. Verse 8. For thus says the Lord of hosts, He sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. Ah, that's what God says about you. He touches what? He who touches you. He says, touches the apple of his eye. Say, I'm protected. <laughs> I wish you can understand. No, this is God and his creation. What he wants you, what I want, I'm teaching you what, how God looks at his creation. That anyone who wants to touch you, is touching his eye. And uh, everyone here, even if you try to touch your eye like this, what will happen? Even if it's you, it's you, it's going to, what will happen? Will you just, are you going to just continue looking? But you know it's you who is pointing at yourself, not somebody else. That's how God looks at you as his creation. You are so precious. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Isaiah 54 which we all know. Verse 16 and 17. He says, Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. I have created this, the spoiler. Now, this scripture tells you that the things you fear, alone, that thief, that witch, the spoiler. Now, it takes you back to show you that if only you can know that you are so special, you don't fear. You are highly protected. He says, I have created this one you fear. So in verse 17, he says this. <laughs> says, no weapon. Say no weapon. No, <laughs> no is no. When he goes, says, no weapon. says, no weapon. Formed against you shall prosper. Is God a liar? Are you sure? Is God a liar? So if he's not a liar, I pray for you. From today, receive divine protection. I say receive divine protection. Because God himself has said, no weapon. Formed against you shall prosper. He says, and every time which rises against you in judgment... Those who like talking, talking, talking about you, you don't even know what they're talking about them. They're talking, talking, hey, hey, we want Ethel to fail. We want to. Hear me. God says, you shall condemn. 
Shall do what? God and his creation. Mark that. And his what? Creation. How he looks to you as his creation. He sees you as somebody who must be protected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And every time which rises against you in judgment, he says this, you shall condemn. You shall do what? Who is going to condemn? Who is going to condemn? Say me. Say me. You shall condemn. That tells you that when you see a storm rising against you, please, please, don't say, now for an Take your position as a, as a child of God who is in his image, who has his likeness. Take your position and do what? Condemn it. Ah, I wish you could understand this. Take your position. This one he says, now listen, it's not dying to enter. It says, it says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage. You know what heritage is? Meaning, this is what God has given you. He has empowered you. He has, he has, he has made sure you, you carry it with you. It's not hearsay. This is what he has given you. You carry it with you. It must be inside you. Tell me again. I wish you can know this. It's not how much the enemy is talking against you. It's how much you can speak. Hello? Can do what? Confess. You know your confession is very powerful. I told you last week that I made a formula. A mathematical formula. Eh? Eh? No, on the miraculous release. The miraculous release. Faith, I, I, I gave it to you when you were still that side. There was a formula I gave you when you were still this side. If you were, remember, I gave the formula for faith. I was still bringing it back. But there's a formula also here because I'm talking about the miraculous release here. Now, this miraculous release where you can speak and it happens, this is the heritage. Of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me. Says the Lord. Their righteousness. Meaning it works when you are in the image. Hello? And their righteousness. Meaning when you are speaking out of the nature of what? Righteousness. <laughs> that says the Lord. Get behind me certain. I see witches surrendering. Amen. I see enemy exposed in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The meaning you walk in the miraculous. You walk in the miraculous. Meaning your life, your nature. You know what David says in Psalm 23? says, though I walk through the valley of what? You know what, he, what he's saying? He's saying there's danger. Even if I walk where there's danger. He says I shall fear no. Why? Is this what you're talking about? Given divine protection all around. That's all he's saying. Eh? Given what? Protection all around. Hallelujah. Amen. Given protection all around. Say all around. Deuteronomy 32. Then we close. Deuteronomy 32, verse 9 and 10. 
Write it down. For the Lord's portion is his people. Hello. For the Lord's what? Portion is whose? It's say me. His people. His portion. Meaning if he is food being saved. The portion that is given to God is you. <laughs> On the menu, that portion that comes is you. I'm just trying to break it down for you so you can understand to a level where you know who you are. Eh? Since for the lost portion is what? His people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. Where Jacob is, put your name there. He found him in a desert land and in the wasteland, a holy wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. You hear that? He kept him as what? As an apple of his eye. As an eagle steers up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him. Hallelujah. He led him. And there was no foreign God with him. <laughs> I love this. He gives an example how the eagle watches over his own. He says that's how God watches over his own. I wish you can catch this. Because if you catch this, that which you surrender, all the plans of the enemy will be dissolved in Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. And that's who you are. And that's what you ought to be and to do. That henceforth, every witch who was, dan was dancing around this place, you speak witches out. No more dancing around this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God and his creation. I pray for you that you see yourself in the image of God. That you run this journey as God will want you to run in the name of Jesus. That God himself shall show up that is God over your life in every area of your life. Even as you connect to him in Jesus' name. Amen. Rise up to your feet and begin to thank God. Begin to thank God.